0: This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. Please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu for more information. Additional support for this podcast comes from Wharton Executive Education. For more information on Wharton's new leadership programs, including creating and leading high-performing teams and high-potential leaders, accelerating your impact, please visit executiveeducation.wharton.upenn.edu. Since 2004, Stephen R. Loringer has been Chairman, President, and CEO of ITT, a diversified, high-technology engineering and manufacturing company that plays a key role in global defense and security. The company had $9 billion in 2007 sales, $4.2 billion of which were generated by its defense electronics and services business. With its purchase of EDO Corporation at the end of last year, ITT has become one of the top ten U.S. defense contractors. Loringer has built his career in the aerospace and defense industry, including 21 years at Honeywell and its predecessor, Allied Signal, where he eventually ran Honeywell's $5 billion aerospace engines, systems, and services business. He recently spoke with Knowledge at Wharton about how ITT has positioned itself for growth despite the economic slowdown the company's response to environmental concerns, the effect of globalization, and long-term trends for the defense industry.
1: Thanks for joining us today, Steve. You said recently that ITT has effectively realigned and enhanced its portfolio for long-term success. Why do you feel ITT is poised for growth despite an economic downturn?
2: Thank you, Diana. ITT works to be a leader in attractive markets. And by that, we mean we do a lot of economic and strategic marketing analysis to find the profit pools, the growth components. Uh, We look for markets that are fragmented from a customer and competitive concentration and where we can develop high-technology products and differentiate, as well as having a good mix in terms of global uh, mix and OEM and aftermarket. But the most important thing about our focus is to make sure that we're building products that are essential and products that are really driven in terms of demand around long-term secular drivers. What we've done in the past several years through this analysis is we have disposed of a number of businesses, uh, most notably in uh, commoditized electronics and in automotive components, that simply didn't fit. And then in the balance of our business, we really have concentrated our investments, uh, not only in engineering, but in our selling and and, uh, distribution capability, around those attractive and essential components. So what we have today is a a portfolio across ITT that is, for the most part, businesses supporting enduring growth drivers. Uh, You all know about the need for fresh water. Uh, the need to protect against global security uh, threats. And so when you just take a look at water and you think that we've got emerging population, environmental regulation, we've got uh, dramatic construction and the requirement for municipal and infrastructure development, not to mention, uh, you know, environmental regulation and safety issues, these things are independent of economic cycles. When you look at the unfortunate uh, threats around global terror, and uh, the need for us to uh, protect uh, ourselves, defend freedom in terms of safety, security, intelligence, communication. We've focused our defense business, which is roughly half of the company, into those technologies. So all that said, we have a portfolio that is enjoying these long-term secular drivers around essential needs independent for the most part, not exclusively, but independent from economic cycles. And as a consequence, we believe that our portfolio is a nice hedge against the kind of uh, uh, economic downturns that we're all very, very much aware of. On top of that, I'm pleased to say that we uh, finished a 2,000-year in, uh, uh, in record style, and as we're looking at 2008, we're looking forward to another very, very strong year.
1: How has globalization affected the defense industry in the past 10 years?
2: Well, when you, when you think about that, our defense business here is still principally U.S. Now, we do have an awful lot of people outside the United States, but they are, for the most part, operating uh, on U.S.-based contracts. As an example, we do O&M, that's operations and maintenance. We do a lot of vehicle Support and communications work in the Middle East, but that's all U.S. contract. What we see beyond that is our international allies, most most uh, definitively the NATO uh, countries, really need to have interoperability with each other and including U.S. Defense Forces. So when we're looking at our tactical communications business and our electronic warfare businesses, we've had some very nice growth trends. Uh, outside the United States, with with uh, international militaries, where we've been selling some of the same components that we sell, obviously, of course, with the uh, the ITAR and uh, export uh, restrictions to the United States, and what what we've really seen in that area is, uh, you know, we've seen about a 15 percent growth rate. Today we're only about 10% international in terms of actual sales, but we see that growth rate continuing and, uh, and one that's going to be a, a larger piece of our portfolio in the future.
1: What are some of the defense industry challenges and trends?
2: Well, I think what we're seeing in that area um, is, is really driven by the, the changing landscape of national, political, and social conflicts. When you think about the traditional defense uh, challenges in the past, where we had clear borders, uh, clear geographical regions, we had political constituencies involved, it, quite frankly, from a defense standpoint, was a simpler combination. Today, the global war on terror, or what is referred to as the asymmetrical threat, uh, which means the threat that's coming from you, independent of geography, independent of uh, political, uh, social, and independent of, uh, of uh, economic areas, is one that is quite different than that in the past. And what this means is uh, technology is being driven more around information warfare, information and information warfare, around security technology, around surveillance technology it's clear that the military needs to be reset. And and in that sense, there's always a continuous modernization in the military. Um, The other thing that's really happening is our overall processing capability has accelerated to the point where we're now implementing very, very real-time information. It's amazing to know that, that battlefield management is today being done through giant processing capabilities that includes interoperability of People on the ground, people on the air, and even space-based uh, uh, interaction. And then the other thing that's really happening to the defense industry is, is obviously continuing to need to lean it out and to make it more agile. If you take a look at defense spending as a percent of GDP, uh, it has gone down Uh, uh, It's gone down very, very significantly in the last 50, 60 years. So today, while it's still a big number in in an absolute sense, it's a very, very much smaller portion of the GDP, which means that we all need to be more uh, frugal in terms of the application of our scarce resources. So those are the challenges that we all face.
1: So much emphasis is placed these days on environmentally sound business practices, ITT is one recognition for its focus on corporate responsibility. In what ways is ITT responding to the greening of industrial and corporate America?
2: Well, first of all, we take it seriously. Uh, We believe that a corporation is not all about value. It's certainly central in terms of value creation. But we define value in terms of having a value from a social framework and to be a good community citizen uh... that also resonates well with employees so you add all that up we think it's important uh... and we think it's part of our responsibility uh... to be a good corporate citizen um, we are doing a lot for, we were thrilled with the uh, the cro uh... award you know which was around this balance of financial strength environmental social responsibility employee relationships and safety but beyond that we're really doing a lot of work um, First of all, around water, we have a unique position with the technology in the world of water to make a difference. And we spend a lot of money in terms of technical innovation, and we're working in areas to, that, that, would, that would really develop solutions, not only for the developed countries, but the underdeveloped countries. In the developed countries, it's all about advanced technology for improving your control systems, improving output quality, and improving or reducing the amount of energy. In the undeveloped countries, it's all about cost effective solutions. Uh, as an example, a rural water project where we're bringing uh, to underdeveloped areas very, very simple technology, but nonetheless cost effective technology. Um, we, uh, we walk the talk in our facilities. Uh, certainly all of our new facilities, we do put in water, uh, uh, purification, water reuse, and then uh, a wastewater purification technology. But we participate in industry. Um, I'm on the World Business Council for Sustainable uh, Development, uh, where we're helping create and promulgate the water tool, which is for is a tool used for companies to really improve uh, uh... their understanding of of their water usage and then what they can do about it i also chair the business roundtables water initiative which is part of our overall environmental and energy activity and we sponsor things like the stockholm junior uh, water prize Youth Journalism Awards, and so forth. So the point is, there's a lot of little things that we do in many areas, and we're trying to make a difference. We're trying to make people aware, but we're also trying to make sure that when people view ITT, they see a responsible uh, company and one that is, in fact, uh, uh, adopting the technologies that we're offering for everybody else.
1: You've already touched on challenges and trends. Of any other potential developments or changes that you feel might impact the defense industry going forward?
2: Well, I can certainly make a, a couple of comments, short-term and long-term. Um, there's no doubt that we are about to engage uh, over the next year and a half on a vigorous debate with respect to short-term defense implications. Uh, you're well aware of, uh, of uh, you know, varying views with respect to our uh, foreign policy and our engagement uh, uh, in, in, uh, in other countries. And with the upcoming administrative changes, we're going to see, um, you know, obviously some short-term perturbations. Uh, and, again, your guess is as good as mine in terms of what direction that goes. But, but I think what's more important is, is I actually would say beyond the short-term uh, changes, I actually don't see any dramatic changes or developments um, over the long term. I don't see a dramatic shift. If you just step back and, and uh, step back and take the longer view, the uh, United States, our NATO allies, and other uh, countries are going to continue to defend freedom. I don't see that going away. And uh, unfortunately, the world, uh, uh, you know, with uh, various political and uh, uh, social constituencies, you know, isn't getting any safer. And uh, we wish it all weren't that way. But fundamentally, those trends of the need to defend freedom as well as the, uh, uh, the general safety level in the world, I think, are going to dictate that the course that we're on long-term uh, is one that we maintain. Dealing with technologies for the asymmetric threat, uh, driving safety, security, information technology, um, and making sure that our... our uh, militaries are lean and agile. So quite frankly, beyond the short term, I see a steady continued trend in the direction that we've been going ever since September 11th.
1: Great. Steve, thank you so much for joining us.
2: It's our pleasure, Diana. Good luck with you.
0: For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.